You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil, and today I want to begin to explore and unpack just a little bit the relationship between our emotions and discerning God's invitations. Now, these are not things that we might put together right away, especially when it comes to difficult emotions that we often think or are told or are taught as Christians that we really shouldn't engage or aren't things that we should feel, which I think is bogus, but let me share a little bit of why. So since moving to Florida, you know, I used to think that drivers in Chicago were crazy, but let me tell you, friends, there's a reason that car insurance is a lot higher down here in Florida, and I love Florida, but I can't tell you in just a few weeks how many car accidents I've seen. The same number of car accidents that I've probably seen in a decade or more in other places I've seen or heard in just a couple months here. And that means that often when driving around here, it is easy to allow frustration to sort of rise up, um, literally feeling it start in your chest, move up to your head. You guys all probably know what I'm talking about. And maybe this is a little bit of a trivial example, but we all know that experience of driving down the road and getting cut off or uh, you're driving the speed limit, you're right in line with everyone else and there's someone tailing you, right? And that makes us feel angry, right? Or frustrated at least. And that feeling is automatic. It, it comes up, right? And you guys all probably feel this in some way with family, with friends, with coworkers, at the store, watching the news, whatever it is. There's a lot of things that can easily get us riled up. Now at Rua Space, we teach a lot about spiritual formation, spiritual disciplines, right? To help us sort of unpack that, to, to return to our breath, to, you know, all those things. But in this space, I want to come at it just a little bit differently because I think that when we pay attention to those feelings, rather than being something bad, I think they can actually hold an important key into who God has made us to be. So it's easy for us to think, man, I shouldn't get angry, right? Now, I would agree that we shouldn't take revenge, you know, we shouldn't flip our lid, right, and or, and, or flip other things at the people. Um, we shouldn't continue to harbor anger over time. We know that can lead to all kinds of health issues and, and other sorts of things, but I'm talking about that initial feeling that we can't really help or control. When the person says or does something or a situation or whatever it is, that first initial just gut reaction that we can't control, I think that's something we actually need to pay more attention to rather than less. So rather than just acting without thinking about it on that feeling or shoving it down, medicating it with entertainment or you know whatever it can be to distract us, and not just writing it off as, oh, God, forgive me for feeling that. I shouldn't have felt that. What if we listen to it? So I want to actually share a story here from Mark chapter 3. Because I think Jesus gives us a perfect example of what we can do. And of course, I'm talking here about anger, um, what makes us passionate. I think this can apply, honestly, to any emotion. But this is the one that's meant a lot to me in my own process of discernment. 
And that's getting angry. So in Mark chapter 3, here's this story from the NIV. It says, Another time Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. Now listen to this. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. So when Jesus is among these other religious people, and it's the Sabbath, this day set apart to rest, and Jesus comes across a man who has a shriveled hand, which who knows all the deep, difficult implications this has had on this man's life. Maybe people have accused him of being a sinner and that's why it was a shriveled hand. Maybe he was an outcast in the society, couldn't get a job, wasn't right with his family. Who knows? But it's likely he had some sort of struggles because of the culture and the time and how the world worked. And when Jesus comes up to him and he asks him to stand up and he, and he wants to heal him, right? And people remain silent and they're watching him closely in order to accuse him. Jesus gets angry. And it's helpful to ask here, what is he getting angry about? What is behind the anger? Because I don't think Jesus is choosing, you know, thinking logically, which I know we probably don't either. When a situation comes up and that emotion comes up, we're not thinking through the situation of it's proper to feel anger right now. It just happens. But then there is the question behind that of why. If it's just happening unconsciously, what is the reason for that? And in this case, it's because of an injustice, because God loves to heal God loves to restore people to relationships. God desires for people to thrive. And I think it pains Jesus that the people who were called to do that work are the ones who aren't getting it. Right here in front of them is a person who can be healed and they're not getting it. Instead, they're keeping the man down. So Jesus gets angry. But here's the important thing. Jesus clearly was so in touch with what he was feeling and how that feeling was connected to what his father had called him to do, what the Holy Spirit was leading him in, that he then allowed that feeling to guide him to the action he was invited to do. See, the initial feeling is not the problem for most of us. The problem comes in when rather than accepting the invitation that comes from the question and the connection behind the feeling, we turn to, I'm going to slam on the brakes and freak the person out. I'm going to flip them off. I'm going to scream at them. I'm going to cut them off back or apply it to whatever situation you get angry in. 
Rather than honoring what the feeling has come to tell us, we actually dishonor it. We think the anger is because we want to get even, where the anger is usually related to some sort of injustice or something that's off or wrong. And rather than inviting us to get revenge, which then just causes a further spiral of disconnection and pain, what if it's actually an invitation to say this is a moment where reconciliation is possible? See, that's what Jesus saw. He said, I'm angry. And what it actually is, is the Holy Spirit is bringing this up so that I recognize that there's potential here for good. The anger is like an alarm, right? It's sort of like our, when our body gets sick and then the sickness, the, the temperature, you know, not many of us want to get a fever, right? But the fever is what? Our body fighting off the thing. What if our anger was like that, pointing out to us to say, hey, there's something off and there's actually an invitation to do something beneficial here? Which I know then using illness is a weird one, right? Like thinking of a fever, it's fighting the cold, whatever, but you sort of get the point. It's, it's this external signal of something internal going on, of something that is off, and then an invitation to bring healing. So maybe not a perfect parallel, but what if our emotion is that alarm system, literally built into us by God as an invitation to respond with life? And so I have a few questions here, sort of a little process I'd like to invite you into. Because I think this helps lead us into discernment of our calling that what gets us riled up may be the space God is calling us to be that ambassador of reconciliation, that person of peace. When we consider how do we love God and how do we love others, maybe it's the things that get us most upset when we get to the question behind the feeling that can open the door for us to learn, oh, that's what God is inviting me to do. So when we feel this emotion, whatever it is, again, we're dealing with anger, but that initial response, how do we listen to it well? So first, I would invite you to feel it, to enter into it. Where is the feeling located? Because if we're going to honor it, we need to get to know it well. That doesn't mean we entertain it and get more angry, right? Like, oh, let me feed on this. But we do need to listen to it well because it's knocked on our door. It's come into our life. It wants to communicate something. But we can't listen to it well unless we actually understand it. So where do you locate it? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your shoulders? Is it in your face? Do you feel your blood pressure? Where is it? Can you name it? Where is it located? And then when we can name it, when we sort of honor it by being present to it, and you'll notice, by the way, that this is going to take time, right? Which means that at first, we can't just act immediately. I think wisdom somewhat lives in the slowing down and paying attention and listening. Now, Jesus did this really fast. I think Jesus was so in touch with this. He was able to move through this process quickly. And hopefully we can all get there too. But first, we have to locate it. We have to feel it well. Not just saying, oh, it's angry. We have to say, it feels like blank in my blank, right? It feels like a knot in my stomach. It feels like a sharp pain in my head. It, you know, whatever it may be. And then 
ask that feeling, what are you really about? Where did you truly come from? Is it because of an injustice? If it's an injustice, what is the injustice? Is it because something is off? Then what is off? And again, this is why the car thing can become trivial, but I think it's a good space to begin to consider these types of questions that we can then ask when our coworker upsets us or something at work or something with our family or something at our church or in a local business or our neighborhood or whatever it may be. We then ask, what is it really about? Because see, when Jesus gets angry, he's angry because the religious people are further pushing a person away by not offering healing. They're not getting it, that this man could be healed and restored to community and they're not doing it. So he's angry at this injustice about this missing it, about this man not being invited back into the table. And for us, it may be about the environment. It could be about a relationship. It could be about a system. It could be who knows what it could be about. But we then ask, what is it really about? What is the thing behind the thing? And then third, once we're able to name it and feel it and really locate it, listen to it, and ask that question of what is it really about, then we can ask the question and listen for the guidance of the Holy Spirit around how do we respond with reconciliation, restoration, love, justice, service. This is where Jesus responded by healing the man. Not by lashing out at the religious people, but by saying, I'm going to do the healing, therefore inviting them to see, right? But also restoring the man. So see, he could have just lashed out at the people upsetting him and about the situation and forgotten about the man. And I think that's what happens when we lash out without thinking about it is we go after the wrong source. We, we go after the wrong thing in the wrong way. And rather than bringing peace or an invitation, we just make the problem worse. We feel worse. Other people feel worse. And the thing that is actually brought about the anger isn't even really addressed or healed. And so Jesus heals the person. This is Paul talks about how we are ambassadors of reconciliation. We represent the good news of God's love for all people of the salvation that is offered. So we name it, we locate it, we welcome it, we ask what it's really about, and then creatively and guided by the Spirit, we consider how can we respond to actually address the thing that's actually making us angry. Because we're also told that our fight is not against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities and powers. So sometimes I think we mislocate where the real issue is, and therefore we don't actually honor the feeling. So friends, the things that come up in us, rather than being an inconvenience or something to feel guilty about or something to pray away or shove down or medicate, ignore, distract ourselves from, they may be invitations. But if we're going to respond to the invitation, we need to truly understand what the invitation is to. Because we don't want to go to the wrong party, right? We don't want to miss the party, but I think we are invited to realize that our quick responses that just come up are just pregnant with beautiful potential for peace, for reconciliation, for joy, for creative engagement, for justice and love and serving, serving and redemption reconciliation for relationships to grow. 
And Jesus gives us that perfect example of what it looks like. And you won't necessarily become perfect at this right away. This process may take time. You may feel the emotion. It could take days to work out what it's really about and how to respond. But I think it's a worthwhile process. And as we grow in it, it may become faster in some situations. We may have to start all over in others. But this is the way that we are invited to. We're invited to listen well rather than ignore. We're invited to creatively engage rather than just shut off. And we're invited to see how we can actually engage the world around us for love and justice and peace, recognizing what the situation truly is about and where we can be light in that darkness. So friends, whatever you may be feeling, whatever may come up throughout the day, may you listen to it well, may you locate it, may you name it, may you ask it why it's here and what it's communicating. And then with the guidance of the spirit, may you creatively seek for ways to respond with reconciliation, love, and justice as what we feel invites us into experiencing and being the kingdom of God. Friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, before you go, I do want to mention our Patreon. Now, we are in the midst of a series on Psalm 23, helping people experience it, not just gain a lot more knowledge about it, but literally experience this Psalm. And it's something that's going to stay up. So even if you're not listening to this right when it comes out, you can go check out the whole series. But Patreon is a place where you can help support the Ruiz Space Ministry for just a few dollars a month, like $5, so less than a Chipotle burrito, like the cost of a Starbucks coffee, you can help continue this ministry as well as gain access to things like that Psalm 23 study, to giveaways that we have coming up, to our Revelation series and other exclusive content. So you can check that out in the link below. We would really deeply appreciate that. But thanks again, friends. Until next time, grace and peace be with you. Mm -hmm.